What is going on, people of the earth? This is Around the Hash. I'm Phil, and the man on the other side of the horn is Dan. What's up? We are bringing you some analysis and just kind of beating around the hash right now, trying to figure out what is going on in the world of things that interest us. And as you may know, if you've caught up on some of our previous episodes, things that interest us, uh, one of those things is what crypto is doing and what crypto has done so far for the space of fintech and just the world of finances. Uh, It's a fascinating time that we're living in and definitely ushering in some changes to the way that the world does finances and the players in 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 the games and the the stakeholders um so Dan and I we we took a hiatus in a way and we were talking about what some of you may have already heard of and I, I have to imagine uh, you, you guys out there have heard this. Uh, Wall Street Bets, WSB, um, and they they don't need any more press, but we're about to give it to them. We're about to talk about them a little bit and kind of what they're leading and what they're doing. Uh, they're disrupting the space in a way. They're putting hedge fund management companies uh, you know, they're leaving them out to dry. They're putting them out of business. And of course, they got the the hedge fund managers, got the buddies, and they got the the money to go ahead and cover cover their their, their butts, their behinds. And um, but we're talking billions, billions of dollars lost because of what retail was able to do with GameStop. Um. And now it seems that these guys want to kind of uh, step into Bitcoin and crypto, which I find interesting. I, I really do, because if this is retail and the, the story that I hear out there is that these people were, were burned by the activities and the actions uh, of some of these same people in Wall Street in 2008. Um, and you know, it's pretty much young kids, people that just kind of got burned by this whole thing. I would have thought that they would have been in crypto already, you know, um, maybe, but you know, you got people in social media saying, you know, what's a dog and, and why do they call it dog? And let's get dog to a dollar and dog pumped to some of those retracement levels, putting it up at to, uh, or some of the extensions rather, putting it up to like eight cents from less than a cent, <laughs> which is big. It's huge. Um, but yeah, I am, I'm actually, I'm just talking like uh, Dan is waiting to jump in. And I'm kind of ranching. Uh, like I said, we took a, a small hiatus and a lot of this is pent up. Um, I'm surprised by what's going on with Wall Street bets. Um, we're going to talk about adoption too. 
during this next uh, 25 minutes of your life. And we're going to talk about uh, DeFi, I think. I think we got some some cool things that we just kind of want to hash out and, and try to make sense of as we, uh, we monopolize your time. And uh, we thank you for joining us. We're not financial advisors. We just love to talk about this stuff and, and love to talk about various subjects. And this is one of them. So Dan, what do you think about Wall Street bets, bro? Like what, what is, what is your, what is your thinking? I mean, now then now they're trying to hit up silver. What, what's, what's going on, man? What do you, what do you think? What do you make of all this? Well, I mean, uh, like we mentioned before, you mentioned it. it seems to be like a revolution where retail investors are, are joining hands and, and uh, taking on these behemoths of uh, of uh, hedge fund managers, uh, betting against you know the the retailers, uh, I guess pride and joy. Which I'm sure there are millennials that, that enjoyed uh, GameStop and it, it, the culture behind it, and I really don't understand it <laughs> because I'm not a, a millennial. I'm more of a of a Zenial, but anyways, <laughs> it, it, it seems to be uniting people of all sorts of walks, and and being that the 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 U.S. has been quite divided recently uh, because of the elections, but uh, it's kind of unified and actually uh, pointed out like how these systems are basically rigged against uh, the common folk, you know. Yep. Uh, I, I don't know if you saw that interview of a of a billionaire, like you know, basically at the point of tears because of what was happening. Another billionaire crying. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's kind of funny, like uh, how blatant it is uh, to us now being shown that hey, uh, you guys uh, out there with uh, less than maybe a hundred grand a year. Or less than two hundred grand a year, uh, yeah. You, you you're coming to play in our town. Uh, well, you're not going to be uh, welcome. We're going to prevent you from making a lot of money because uh, all, all that is for us billionaires, and it's unfortunate. And like you said, uh, the one of the solutions that is basically uh, going against that grain is. Uh, decentralized finance as DeFi. And uh, the, the, it, like you said, it's kind of ironic that these individuals don't know about uh, th these products that are being developed right now on like Ethereum uh, and uh, other platforms where there is no centralized authority telling uh, the exchange, hey, uh, you, you can't do this uh, because I'm losing money, you know? Yeah, yep. Don't let the, uh, uh, the the market decide. You, you you need to decide for me because I have a lot of money and influence and and whatnot. Yeah, like all of a sudden they had this uh, epiphany, and they, they 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 had this realization that they could take power into their own hands. I mean, that's been happening. This is what so Bitcoin and and just the crypto markets have been disrupting and doing this for the last ten years. If you know nine 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 years. They, this is this has been going against that grain, so that's why it kind of caught me off guard that now you you hear some of the uh, 
I don't, there's, there's just so much noise out there and there's so many different narratives and there's so much happening, but it's funny because if you analyze the markets um, and it's not ex- expected of everyone to do this. And there are some, some really good people um, or, or there, there, excuse me, there are some people out there putting out what I believe to be some good content. You got guys like blockchain backer and, and different dudes on YouTube. Um, and not everybody, because some of them are just like, they're talking heads saying, Oh yeah, you know, Bitcoin to 300,000. And it, that that's what everybody's saying now, right? Like that's what kind of makes me, uh, I'm, I'm nervous about that stuff because you have, jp morgan and these different people coming out saying like yeah bitcoin to five hundred thousand. it's like dude you, you you are the same people like you guys don't care like you you guys are you you know you live off of uh you make money off the backs of common folk and right and, I, and all that uh, that yeah they, they charge yeah, uh, so it it's interesting I think I'm going on. A, I think I'm rambling, kind of going off the a, a cliff here. But, but uh, you you pointed out something uh, that is quite quite a uh, uh, interesting in regards to adoption of uh, uh, of crypto, and that was in regards to uh, like the fees that are being generated on uh, uh, the yeah. th- these decentralized platforms. Uh, uh, can you mention some of that uh, and uh, how that you know equates with uh, adoption? Yeah, so right now there there's a resource online available. I think it's cryptofees.info. Uh, essentially, it just shows you what what the average is for the day and a seven day average of fees in a very simple list, and it goes down the list. And Ethereum happens to be number one. Uh, and the the fees essentially it's indicative of what is happening in the market and the exchanges that are happening the the things that are being done on these networks number two is bitcoin number three is uniswap 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 was is a decentralized uh exchange it's a dex and it's not a centralized player like coinbase or binance or um kraken Kraken, you know just recently a couple weeks back uh with gamestop and everything that was happening when robin hood shut people out of their system uh and then didn't necessarily shut them out what it did was it stopped trading of certain securities like gamestop and amc and and these other securities um and kraken actually crashed for an entire afternoon while that was happening because of doge doge coin uh you you could bear you you couldn't get into kraken coinbase has often had problems and it's just it's they want to go public soon they want to be a publicly traded company um and they're trying to get up to snuff but their platform was severely suffering earlier this uh excuse me it was last month or in january uh right during the height of all this commotion where bitcoin was was spiking 
Doge was spiking. Doge isn't traded on Coinbase, but it is on Kraken. Kraken was unavailable. It was nuts. Um, yeah, I think it happened this uh, past weekend on Saturday. That I do recall. Uphold, that. yeah, and uphold was was on the fritz, dude. With the uh, with with the sil- with the silver squeeze that was about to take place through was going to take place, and so you couldn't even log into uphold. So uh, crypto fees essentially shows you by uh, dollar, the U.S. dollar, what kind of fees are being charged for the given networks and the top players. If you want to see what is being consumed, what adoption is happening, who's, who's using what or how many people are using what, if you think about fees, going to something like crypto fees, uh, this resource available online, which is a simple list, is going to show you. And, and it goes to several different cryptocurrencies that are there that are that that have the fees. Now, Ethereum, you and I, we've spoken about this in previous shows about the exorbitant fees, gas fees and how high they can get on Ethereum. But it's because Ethereum is uh <laughs> It's leading the charge with smart contracts right now until, you know, there have been many fabled Ethereum killers that have been mentioned like Cardano and, uh, and, and, and several of them, but they haven't been able to do what Ethereum has for the space and Ethereum. I don't want to get too, too, too far ahead of myself and we're not even going to get into this, but uh, this, this month, Within the next week, I believe that CMEs, which uh, are um, Ethereum is going to... Mercantile exchange? Yeah. Ethereum is going to be uh, traded uh, there um, as a CME. And you think Um, that's a good thing? I believe that it is going to give the platform a lot more exposure you're probably you're if you if you look at what's happening um even today uh, ethereum is breaking all-time highs and we didn't you know we had a show where we're like dude bitcoin is hitting all-time highs i think that's when it it hit like 20 or 22k and we're like man you know like this is cool this is and and what happens for bitcoin is good for the rest of the market but we know that there's an alt season that is coming there is where bitcoin has led a huge leg up and it may even continue to you know uh increase in value because of because of what it offers but it's going to give exposure to the altcoins and ethereum is the the second second traded uh most traded crypto there is and it's there's more there's more use for ethereum than there is for i mean bitcoin depending on who you ask i mean bitcoin's a store of value but ethereum is uh, they're just smart contracts and all these different things that are being done on the ethereum network um right it's more modular basically you could uh what ethereum can do is it, it, it can perform many tasks than uh, just, you know, sending one just, just token to another value. person. 
it can you know uh, do uh, calculations of uh, parameters of true and falses like uh, you tell it if this happens then do this it could do very complicated uh, uh, what's it called uh, uh, tasks that well, cool. can't do and that, that I, I think that's what brings it even more uh, value in the sense that it, it's modular it can it can do things uh, that Bitcoin just can't and it's not designed and, yeah it's not and that's what where ethereum shines and the fact that um, it's kind of leading the charge and I, I even feel like it may have given Bitcoin another another wind um, from what we're seeing in terms of market activity, today uh wednesday february 3rd um you know we're we're seeing market activity and it's kind of crazy but ethereum breaking all-time highs and now we see bitcoin following ethereum's lead in and and trying to you know keep up and and now the whole market is is going up so it's um it's interesting and and also so you're you would know better than I, uh, but most, uh, there are many cryptocurrencies that are built on Ethereum at this point in time. Is, is not that, I mean, that would, would that be incorrect to say, or is that what we're seeing a lot of the, uh, there are many cryptocurrencies, um, even of the, the top 10 that are built that are ERC 20 tokens. Is, is that, am I wrong there or did I misread something? Maybe you can enlighten me on that, dude. No, that's right. I mean, uh, Uniswap is one of those uh, tokens that uh, run on the Ethereum uh, platform. And uh, uh, i trying to remember because I can't go on my phone through to see uh, <laughs> which uh, of the uh, tokens but there are many. are ERC-20 tokens that are uh, in the top 10. I don't think of any. Uh, yeah, not in the top 10, maybe. I know they're in the top fifty, uh, but uh, but yeah, they, they they are on the Ethereum platform and and they do perform uh, their their own little niche uh, thing that they do on 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 the uh, on Ethereum. Yeah, like Litecoin is a fork of Bitcoin, right? And right, Litecoin... it was forked off from Bitcoin. Has its own. Uh, algorithm its own uh bitcoin cash is another yep fork um chain link is uh, it is an erc20 token that that is true uh it does run that's uh, that's number eight yeah so then that you could include that into uh the ethereum platform what about xrp no that's not not and and uh uh, dot isn't either right um no it's not it's its own uh it's its own platform that's competing with uh ethereum but they they say they're not competing they say that they want to be friends yeah uh <laughs> but it, it, again it, it's very similar know, to like being facetious <laughs> they 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 want to well yeah you go ahead so give me give me your spin dude tell me tell me what you know so yeah i mean they, they're not competing but they are uh, essentially because 
dot being uh, the platform that it is it can connect all these different platforms onto their their chain um and it and it it's even potentially doing it better than ethereum it's or, or it, it has a potential has the potential to do it better than ethereum it's not doing it yet because actually dot is really dot isn't even a year old right no it's just actually a few months uh i want to say a few months old but it's been in the works for a long time there was a lot of development right and that is the true co- the founder was a co-founder of ethereum yeah gavin wood yep and dot is just a few months into its its run here and uh $20 yeah i think there's a lot of promise for dot yeah it's fees, years stake, like, proof proof of stake yeah it took years to to get it off the ground right but uh i mean i really think there's a a high potential for it eating Ethereum's lunch because the switch of Ethereum from proof of stake to proof of, I'm sorry, from proof of work to proof of stake is a monumental task. And Dot is already there. It's, yep. it's now has a several competing like platforms just like an ERC20 token that'd be like uh uh Polkadot I mean uh, Polka Starter there's uh, other uh chains that are being uh placed on oh, cha- Polkadot Chainlink Chainlink is uh part of the dot ecosystem if I'm not mistaken okay there there are quite a few yeah like there there are quite a few so even though and then this is this gets back to your point of what they aim to achieve which is uh connectivity amongst all these different uh tokens and these networks and Chainlink being an ERC20 token um is part of the dot ecosystem in in some way shape or form that's something that we probably have to go further into but like you said, Pokestarter, there are many that are part of that dot ecosystem and it's still in the early going. Um, but the potential of it being something that will be formidable and really good for the space in the, even in the, in the, in the near future, um, I think is there, uh, you you mentioned that it it's trading at like twenty dollars twenty 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 something right now. Just a few months ago, it was trading at like three fifty. And let's not forget, Ethereum is a behemoth. Um, in terms of, I mean, if you want to consider behemoth, you want to say sixteen hundred dollars being traded at is a behemoth. It's a pretty sizable chunk. Uh, sixteen hundred U.S. dollars uh, is is where what it's trying it got just recently rejected at like 1599 it's trying to get there it breaking all-time highs but it also started like something like dot where it was being traded at like nine dollars four dollars at one point and then during the bull the the bull run of 2017 is when it really got wings and it took off 
So I guess what we're trying to say is there are exciting things happening in the market today. And if and this is not financial advice again, but for people who may have maybe looking at the market and they're like, man, I, you know, have maybe missed a boat on Ethereum or Bitcoin or, or, you know, you add place your, your, whatever it is in there. There's a lot to get excited about with other projects that are still doing big things for the space and have the potential to, to do or have the potential and have the platform and have the goal and the aims to do even more. Um, and it, it, it really appears that dot is one of those um, only because you have uh, the founder of dot knowing all of the, all of the things that they couldn't achieve initially in the, in the early going with Ethereum. And um, I'm sure that those three, two, three years that it took to get dot off the ground, they, they're trying to make sure that they get it, you know, this time around. Um, and dot is not the only one though. I, I, this is not a dot show. Uh, this is a, um, just a discussion on how, how exciting this whole thing is, is kind of unfolding. I mean, I, you, you I, know I have what a feeling is? you might want to mention Flare, dude. Talk to me about Flare. No, no. Before I talk about Flare, uh, what this is like reminding me of is like of AOL and Netscape. <laughs> of course, dude. It happens every day. I think about that Netscape Navigator. Like, remember AOL. early days of the internet? These two, uh, you know, and other ones that I don't remember, dude. And Netscape. Each other. Dude, Netscape went public and everybody thought that Netscape was going to fall on its fat face. Okay, because Netscape had nothing go- going for it at the time when it decided to go public. And it went bananas. Okay, I don't know if you know the history of, Net- of, of when Netscape went public, but the price, the stock market ate Netscape up during the dot-com bubble or before, you know, yeah, during the dot-com bubble, they ate Netscape up and Netscape was already antiquated or kind of uh, archaic in terms of what it was doing in the space or the internet. Like Netscape was kind of like what everybody knew at first, but it kind of just did not keep up with the, with the Joneses. It didn't keep up with the times and Netscape's stock uh, when it, when it when they went public and shortly after or maybe even for some time it was being traded at just bananas uh just crazy money okay and i i know that i'm here just saying like random things and but if you look it up <laughs> it was being traded for bananas no it wasn't being traded for bananas it was being traded for a lot of money and it it's kind of like the the history of that is very telling because it's like well Netscape was already falling behind in the race, but they decided to go public anyway against the advice of many. Against like the advice, they're like, dude, just put a, you know, that's it, it's over, and they're like, no, we're gonna go public, and they their stock price took off 
took off. It was crazy. So, yes, it goes to show you, I mean, nowadays, Netscape was kind of one of those companies, and we've mentioned this in previous shows, they did a lot early on, but, you know, they fragments or what they left was their their imprint but they but as they were it's not really what they what what they are or even what it is anymore um but yeah their stock price and everything after they decided to go public even though they were falling behind in the race during the dot-com bubble went through the roof and traded very high for quite some time afterwards um So I'm glad that you bring that up because just to paint the picture for all the listeners and even for you and I, that goes to show you that there will be winners and losers. And it's not only the, 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 the guys that set the, 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 the Netscape or excuse me, the landscape. (laughs) I said that on purpose, but that set the landscape in the early going. It's those that continue to innovate. And uh, Netscape Navigator was one that probably didn't continue to innovate and was resting on its laurels, maybe. But they did set the Netscape. There we go again. I did it again. I did it on purpose, though. They, they set the landscape in a way. They helped the space out early on. Um, talk to me about Flare, bro. Uh, Flare Finance, yeah. Or actually the Flare Network, which is uh, separate from the Flare Finance uh, Network. Uh, well, that, that, that's new, uh, platform that's going to be, uh, opening up, uh, apparently uh, in quarter two, I believe somewhere in June, April, June. And, uh, it's, uh, taking on, you know, very complex, uh, uh, uh operations just like e- Ethereum does to bring it to, uh, Tokens that don't have that uh, ability, like primarily XRP, uh, people that had uh, XRP uh, tokens back in uh, December twelfth, would at uh, a snapshot right at the snapshot uh, at ex- current ex- at exchanges that were going to allow you to get that flare token. You'd get one for one, basically, of uh, if you had a. 10 XRP, you'd be get be rewarded or airdropped actually the 10 flare tokens. And now uh, they announced they're gonna incorporate Litecoin and Dogecoin as well. And these uh, tokens, they don't they do specific tasks very well. Uh, let me say, uh, and uh, they 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 have those three networks that they're gonna be able to basically. Uh, give them the ability to do complex operations like Ethereum does uh, with their ERC-20 tokens. And the speculation... So the speculation here is uh, basically giving the ability for these tokens that don't have those those, uh, Ethereum-type qualities and giving them that quality of uh, being able to do complex... Uh, operations so this is something to look out for 
Yeah, this is definitely something to look out for. Yes, because they there. There's also rumors, not rumors, but um, they may even try to do something like bring in Bitcoin, like they, they like they're they're bringing Litecoin and and Doge was an interesting move. I don't know why they did that. I think they want yeah. to do that to cater to. They want to cater to like a niche market for NFTs and. I think they did it for the attention. Nah. I really think they did it for the attention. Now, these individuals that have uh, tokens with Doge and uh, and Litecoin, they are going to be given, uh, let's say, airdrops for those tokens. Um, I don't know what they they haven't announced like the quantity of what you have, uh, like how many like um, how many how many Flare tokens you receive for each Litecoin or or Doge. Uh, they haven't announced that, and it's going to be interesting because it's not them taking away uh, tokens from the XRP individuals that had, uh, um, you know, XRP prior to the or at the snapshot actually. And that's part of they're doing it through like liquidity pools or something. Like no, that, they're right? doing it from their own, um, I guess, war chest of uh, the the flare tokens because they didn't give out a hundred percent of the flare tokens. Uh, so you know, they have and- uh, some in reserve for the these kinds of uh, of uh, airdrops for other uh, networks. And it's very interesting what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, if this is going to, like, you know, disrupt the space, I have no idea. It's very interesting because it's a completely different uh, form of tokenomics, meaning that it's not proof of stake. It's uh, it, it's based on uh, a Byzantium uh, fault-tolerant uh, algorithm, which basically means uh, that it, it's not like... The token that's involved is securing the network. Now, you could hear our past podcasts in regards to all that, uh, but basically it's completely different. Uh, It's a different way of uh, bringing value and connecting these these chains like, you know, Litecoin, XRP, and Doge, and having them communicate with each other and, you know, bring value to uh, the, the network and in which these networks weren't uh, able to, to do before. No, one thing I, one thing I wanted to say and, and mention, too, um, is people might be thinking, well, you know, XRP holders at the time of December 12th are going to be airdropped. Uh, spark and uh, that pretty much it's going to be a free freebie and and that means that there's not going to be an incentive for this or it may seem like this company or this uh, this organization or this team is not going to do much more than that well for listeners that may not be aware uniswap which is doing a lot for the space and is a you know, uh, Dex, um, they that was an airdrop too. 
uh, Uniswap was. So at one point in time, it was it was airdropped, and then exchanges started started allowing trading of it. And uh, Uniswap is, I think, number th- in the in the in the teens of the coin the total market uh, or the, the the coin market cap um, by by market cap, like so the top coins. Um, it's really interesting what's going to happen with that. And I think it's just, uh, and with that, I mean, flair and it's, it's another organization that is aiming to do so much for the space and it's going to be interesting. And then that's that airdrop. And you're going to start being able to trade this token. Uh, I believe within the first half of this year, uh, so once the airdrop happens, it's already there are already IOUs that a certain exchange is is already trading. And it was trading at like thirty cents already, which is kind of wow. bizarre because it's an IO. Huh? Well, no, I'm saying wow because uh, a lot of people thought it was going to be trading for pennies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's an I O an IOU is being traded for thirty cents. So there's a lot of buzz. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Right, but it, it's definitely it's definitely going to be a competitor, I believe, to Ethereum, uh, being that they are planning to do the same things with DeFi on that platform with and uh, without the fortunate uh, high fees, you know, you, without the fees. Because and... that that that's a a really pain point, at least for me, and I'm pretty sure for people that are doing stuff on uh, Ethereum that know how to do that stuff, because I surely don't. Um, but when they go and perform a trade, it's, what I've heard, it's kind of ridiculous how much they're paying and they're actually willing to. So it's, if you're, if you're in the market to do this, then you're willing to pay like, you know, over $20 for a transaction and Hey, that, that, that's what the market is calling for. And you know, it's, it's, that's, that's. That's great. That's open market. If people want but to trade it for that much, go ahead. As we've learned, you know, the Netscapes of the world <laughs> often get left behind. Um, I'm not saying Ethereum is Netscape, but I am saying that you will see players rise up. And that is what makes this whole thing so in- so exciting to talk about, so interesting to talk about is what this is doing for the world of finances um, and, and just digital digital finances and all that. Um, so I think we've hammered away at your ears uh, for long enough, kind of going all over the place, hashing things out from uh, Ethereum all-time highs to some of these other... Uh, you know cryptocurrencies that are that are making big splashes and um some things to look out for uh and uh i think that this might be a good time to kind of put a uh a pin in this uh for now and uh unless you have anything else to share with the world dan no, I have no. Uh, nothing else. Uh, <laughs> at the moment, at the moment, at least for right now, for this segment. 
we'll be back soon. Um, but until then, I think it's uh, it's time. I'm Phil, and the man on the other side of the horn is Dan. And I think we're out. We out, Dan? I think we are. We'll see you.